0: This is Ready or Not Prepares, the Disaster Preparedness Podcast, and I am your host, Michelle. And welcome. The topic of this episode policing in the Black community. Is community policing the disaster preparedness solution? I want to address this specific topic in lieu of the Derek Chauvin trial for the murder of George Floyd. Because during and after the hearing, we have continued policing incidents, especially and predominantly in the black community. Now, many of these you may have seen or heard about. I'm going to start with Dante Wright. A 20-year-old stopped during a traffic incident. He was fatally shot by a veteran police officer who said she mistook her gun for her taser. A 13-year-old a young Latino teenager, Adam Toledo, who was chased down an alley by police and shot and killed with his hands up in the air. Micaiah Bryant, 16, who, yes, had a knife, but it is reported that her sister called police to help with a domestic altercation that took place at a foster home. And there was Andrew Brown Jr., an unarmed black man in Elizabeth City, North Carolina, who, it is reported, was fatally shot in the back of his head by police, and that footage won't be released to the public. There are others i don't and I don't necessarily know the time frame. I don't know if these fell before, during, or after the Chauvin trial, but I do want to give voice to some of their names. I'm not only going to name a few. Quavon Webb, Deshaun Eandi Hodge, Demontre Bruner, Saeed Joquin, William Lamont Du Brent DeAndre Martin, Malcolm Milky, Xavier Ray Williams, Sean, Sean Lee Fur, Jonas Joseph, Kelvin D. Shaw, Elmer L. Mack, Joshua Johnson, Chase Rosa, Virgil Thorpe, Joel Acevedo, Stephen DeMarco Taylor, Derek L. Powell, Jasmine Washington, Goldie Bellinger, Jonathan Lee Adams, Kanisha Nicole Fuller, Desmond Franklin, Joshua DeAndre Ruffin, Dwayne Curtis Lafon, Idris Abdus Salam, Tommy Dell McLaughlin Jr., Nathan R. Hodge, Etan T. Tanzimore, Tyrell Rex Fincher, Danielle Prude, Kamal Kobe Edwards, Alvin Lamont Baum II, Michael Johnson, Harold Spencer, LeBaron Ballard, William Dion Tober Simpkins, Darwin Darren Barnell Foy, Darryl William Mobley Sr., Donnie Sanders, Zachary Anderson Jr., Barry Gideas, Tyler M. Jones, Elijah Jamal Brewer, Again, this is just to name a few, and if I've mispronounced anyone's names, um, my apologies. I say that to give us some perspective of why I want to do this particular um, episode. As a matter of fact, this topic is a Ready or Not Prepares two-part series, On this episode, part one, I want to explore why the current state of policing in America is a national emergency management issue from a disaster preparedness point of view and share with you some statistical details that support this position. I want to discuss the phases or stages of disaster management. Um, There usually are four, sometimes you'll see five stages of disaster preparedness or management. Um, Oftentimes you'll see four. Today I'm gonna go with five. So, And then um, let's go with that and I'll unpack it. The first is prevention. Now prevention is the necessary actions to avoid a disaster. It's what you put in place to avoid even having a disaster. Two is mitigation. Mitigation are the measures that you put in place to prevent or reduce the impact of a disaster. So, again, it's prevention, mitigation. Now, in both of these cases, prevention and mitigation you have to be proactive we can't react this is before it all occurs so you have to be proactive in prevention and mitigation um i'm going to pause for a second because it brings to mind my son um as i as i unpack this my son uh, my oldest son chad dl he has a motivational uh, book slash cd because it has music um uh, that it's it, it read over music or said over music and it's called the bird by the door and actually it's it's supposed to be released or it will be released um on May 3rd and in this he incorporates what is really spiritual motivation or as he calls it motivation for the soul And he, again, does this over music. But he has a track on it, which just came to mind. And it's called Plan and Map Out. Um, And he knows, everybody knows that is my favorite, one of my favorite tracks on that project. Um, But it's it's really meaningful um, as it relates to disaster preparedness because planning and mapping out are really key. We have to take a strategic approach to that which is taking place in our community. Okay, so the third phase of disaster management is preparedness. Um, And to to be put simply, preparedness is training. Um, The fourth is response. Response is the action or actions that you put in place immediately before, during, and immediate, immediately after disaster. So if you know, um, say, a hurricane is coming, then it's certain things that you're going to do before The disaster, like you're you're, going to shelter in, you're going to get in, you're going to go downstairs. That's you, your response to the disaster. It's things that you're going to do during the disaster. And then immediately after the disaster, that is the response stage. Fifth is recovery. Now, recovery are the actions we take to return a community to normal. Or to return a community to as close as normal as possible. Which brings me back to the topic of this episode policing in the Black community. My question is is community policing the disaster preparedness solution? I think so. I think that we can find a solution to the police interactions that we're having in our community through disaster preparedness, meaning through how disaster preparedness or disaster management is structured. Here's how. Um, The Black community specifically has continuously suffered from the impact of police interactions in our community. It's been going on for years, but it has come to a point that we really have to think long and hard about even calling the police to an emergency. I think in our community, the best recourse for most, because I can't speak for all, but the best recourse for most people is avoidance. Not even deal with the police. Not even you know, if you see a policeman, you want to go the other way. If you see a crime, you you you're you're kind of hesitant as to man, should I call the police? Because the crime may be less than what would happen if you called the the police for assistance. And that's reality. I mean, overall, essentially, we try to avoid police for any reason because you just don't know how it will go. You just don't know the outcome. The current relationship that our community has with the police and the state of policing in our community is unsustainable. It just does not work. It has not worked. And as presently structured, it cannot work. So let's go back to emergency management. Here's a question. In emergency management, what is done when a disaster repeatedly occurs, when it occurs over and over again? I'll, I'll give you a hint. Well, okay. I'll tell you anything that's repeatedly occurs as it relates to disasters is considered a national disaster, which warrants a certain reaction nationally. But anyway, let's, let's get with some facts. Um, and, and again uh, let me let me just preface this I am not just talking about police killings but I'm talking about police interactions um just just to even call the police um oftentimes it's it's very confrontational and the extreme of that we know ends up it can end up being fatal but here let's unpack some facts America has the highest incarceration rate in the world. It's followed by El Salvador, I think the country is Turkmenistan, Thailand, and Palau. Pew Research, and that's the research group, Pew. Pew Research has showed in 2017 i think i looked at a report i think that was the latest 2017 the report i looked at it showed that blacks represent 12% of the united states adult population but are 33% of the sentenced prison population whereas whites were accounted for 64% of the, the uh, of adult population but are 30% of prisoners of of the prison population. And while Hispanics represented sixteen percent of the adult population, they accounted for twenty-three percent of inmates. This was three years ago. Let's do some more numbers. Um when we talk about I'm going to deal with the uh, imprisonment rate. And when we talk about imprisonment rate, uh, it actually counts the number of prisoners per uh, 100,000 people, right? So in 2017, there were about 1,600 Black prisoners for every 100,000 Black adults, which was nearly six times the imprisonment rate for white. So while Blacks were about 1,600 Black prisoners for every 100,000 Black adults, whites were 272 per 100,000. And Blacks are nearly double the rate for Hispanics. Again, let's get with these numbers. 1,600. Black prisoners for every one hundred thousand black adults, two hundred and seventy-two white prisoners for every one hundred thousand um, adults, and then eight hundred and twenty-three Hispanic prisoners for every one hundred thousand adults. I I won't belabor that, but you get that. If we had hundred thousand people in a coliseum, sixteen hundred of those would go to jail, 1,600 of those that went to jail would be black, 272 would be white, and 823 would be Hispanic. Just some more data, again, for perspective. In March of this year, um, statista.com um, and that is S-T-A-T-I-S-T-A if you would like to do your own research. In March of this year, Statista.com reported that the trend of fatal police shootings in the United States seems to only be increasing with the rate of fatal police shootings among black Americans being much higher than that for any other ethnicity. Statista.com also reported that in 2019, the incarceration rate of Black Americans was the highest rate of any ethnicity, of any. And the an interesting side note is that Native Americans were the second highest. And I thought that was odd. I think that's odd because... And I say this respectfully, you really don't see a lot of Native Americans. So for them, for Native Americans to have the second highest rate of of, um, incarceration is very interesting to me. Again, these statistics affirm that the relationship with police and the Black community is a disaster any way you you look at it from a formal official definition of disaster, from a national perspective of disaster, it it just is a disaster. So I wanna thank you for tuning in to this episode. If you wanna go further in terms of the statistics and do your own research um, for your own data, you can visit Mapping Police Violence. The website. It's a research and advocacy group that examines um, various policing incidents throughout the country, such as those and many others like those that I discuss. And for your information, that's www.mappingpoliceviolence.org. Again, for your own due diligence. Join me here next week. At Ready or Not Prepares, a podcast for part two on this topic. Policing in the Black community. Is community policing the disaster preparedness solution? If you would, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Ready or Not Prepares. If you like our show and want to know more, be sure to visit our website at www.readyornotprepares.com or any of our social media platforms. We're at Ready or Not Prepares on IG, Ready or Not Prep on Facebook, and you can subscribe to the YouTube channel Ready or Not Prepares on Air. Peace.